in five, four, three, two, one. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast. Today, we have a return guest. Actually, a return, return guest, <laughs> Dr. Mike O'Neill. <laughs> oh, man. This is awesome. It was very, very last minute. It was in, in a good way of like, I was going through a bit of a, a research phase for goal setting. And of course, Dr. Mike and John and I have a text messaging group. And I was like, hey, Dr. Mike, what do you think about goals? And he's like, yeah, and like, now we're here. Well, thanks for having me on again, guys. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. I was working on this a little bit today and then have a bunch of this um, planned for Monday next week. It's my, my birthday next week. And so uh, it's, it's just always a good annual time to kind of think this stuff through. I love it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, let's just dive right into it, to be honest. I have so I've, I've got a lot of questions, I guess. But one of the opening questions that I've kind of been asking a lot of people, a friend of mine and I have been kind of diving into the idea of possibly pursuing a side project of how do you create like um, a way to help people pursue goals and achieve them and or challenge themselves and keep growing and then like find community from it type thing. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really interesting in that sense. And so I was wondering, especially from someone like yourself, Dr. Mike, who's gotten so much done in his life and is still continuing to do a lot of things. And sure, you'll say you haven't done that much, yada, yada, and you're a humble dude, but we all know that's that, that you are doing an amazing job. I was curious of just in your eyes, like how have you structured and grown to um, follow or set goals or set mission statements. I don't even know. And what processes might you suggest and or have found work for you? Yeah. So I've got two things that, um, two tools that I created that don't really fit necessarily in the traditional boxes, but are incredibly effective at getting me to accomplish stuff. And they're, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. So I'd, I would, generalize and say they're kind of tuned more for an entrepreneur. Um, but I think they would work for anybody. And so I can show this to you. Um, just I've handwritten PDFs. They're, they're templates that I use on my, um, my remarkable quick plug to the fuzzy hey. blurry remarkable product. I love it. a <laughs> job there. Yeah. Huh. I'm uh, impressed with Zoom. I've got the remarkable tablet, the writing tablet, and it's, it's um, fantastic. So anyway, what I was thinking of doing is showing you guys this. Um, let me see what's what here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is awesome. Uh, I love it. Here. Um, here we go. So I, I want to start out by telling you that this is – my stuff um, created for me, it means that it works well for me. Who knows if anybody can even read my writing? Um, and uh, oops, there's a swear word there, but yeah, <laughs> I forgot that. So to start off with, um, read Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon, what's his name, Hill. Um, if you haven't, do that buy the book, buy the audio as soon as this podcast is done, because that is the foundation for pretty much all the modern, um, we'll call them self-help, but kind of self-help business books. I mean, this guy just completely knocked it out of the park way back in 1937 or whatever it was. So um, that's, I would start off with that and say that um, goal setting is kind of the second step in my mind. Um, but everybody talks about it, but they don't talk about the first step. And the first is, what do you want? Anybody ever stop and think about that for a second? You know, yeah, like you got to set goals. Well, your goal is to get a house by 30 or a car by 30 or why? Oh, why do you want those two things? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like um, first of all, a person's got to really stop and think that through because it's really sexy and politically correct and positive to have all these goals. But um, as Jim Rohn said, something along the lines of you lean your ladder up against the wrong wall and climb it as quickly as you can. <laughs> uh, I think that was Rohn that said that. So 
I would caution folks to think along those lines. Um, so my walking you through this, it's my win the day sheet. Um, and I, I crowned myself King Mike because there's so many mics in the world. I had to pick something. <laughs> I should have deleted that. That's terrible. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm used to writing that on solo cups and I always get my cup back at parties. Um, so it's, it's a win the day sheet, but it could be a win the week, win the month. It doesn't matter what the time frame is. It could be a win the year. Um, so I do this generally in the morning and, uh, you know, welcome to the day. Um, before we begin, are there any stressors that we need to process and assign to a who? And what I mean by that is I don't want to start my day stressed um, ever. Not interested in that. It, it derails the entire day and you just can't get any stuff done. So if there's any stressors that I need to process, um, the small and medium sized ones, I'll hand off to what I call a who. And that phrase came from uh, Dan Sullivan from Strategic Coach, the who not how approach. If it's a big stressor, I don't need to figure out how to um, solve the stressor, I just hand it off. And the person I hand it off to solves it. Um, the, the concept here, stress is voluntary. Um, you put it on yourself. I mean, being hungry, that might not be voluntary, but stress almost always is. And so the fastest way to stop or to reduce stress is to just stop it. <laughs> really, that's it. So there are the first two lines. Any questions or are we all done? That's really cool. I like that. It's kind of like an emotional trek in, in the beginning of the day. You do this every morning? Most mornings, yeah. Wow. It doesn't take that long. But the thing is, um, this is kind of like a, I won't say a meditation thing, but a focus thing for me. And uh, stress is the ultimate derailer, you know, uh, for me anyway. So off it goes. And I have check boxes. If the answer is yes, the, there's some big stressor, um, then I pause and I move to a document I created called the Monumental Something Shoot uh, Sandwich Processor. So I came up with the most ridiculous name I could, figuring this is going to be terrible. I'm going to have to use it. Might as well crack myself up. And the other is um, uh, we're cleared for takeoff. So <laughs> I love it. I can show you the, let me show you the processor because without this, you don't get off the, the ground essentially. I'll switch it. I'm curious as you're switching it, is this, a, do you have this in paper form or is this in PDF and remarkable form every day? Uh, on the remarkable right on the very, cool. very cool yeah try not to use paper as much as humanly possible there we go <laughs> and so and just in case anyone's tuning in with like just podcast format we're just looking at some really cool you know a4 sized single sheet of papers with a lot of beautifully scribbled words and check boxes and input fields and stuff and so we're just walking through it so now what is this yeah so this is the monumental crap sandwich processor <laughs> um, if something horrible is going on, which happens more frequently than I'd like on the business side of things, or even the personal side, um, you know, I just summarize it with five words. Um, so it doesn't go on and on and go through a couple of thoughts on this. So like, what's the worst that could possibly happen? You run into a business problem, the worst that can happen. You lose your, um, your company, you lose your investment in the company. And, you know, for the most part, that's self-limited. Um, what's the best that could happen? Well, that could be amazing things, right? I mean, truly amazing things. You solve this problem. Like right now, Elon is trying to solve the problem of these rocket engines and Earth can't, uh, sorry, humanity can't escape Earth and colonize elsewhere until these rocket engines are solved by Elon or someone else. So, you know, that's a pretty big um, best thing that could happen. Um, and then is accepting the worst that the thing that can happen worth the potential of the best that can happen. That's a check step because if it really isn't, um, then what are you going through this for? I mean, mm. you have to stop and think if this is that bad, um, but the best thing that could possibly happen is just marginally better then skip it, let it die on the vine and move on to, to something else. So then there's just more of an emotional thing. What's frustrating about this? you know, this uh, crap sandwich that you're dealing with and get those emotions out on paper because if they're not on paper, they're going to eat you up inside. Once you put a name to them and identify them, then you start the ownership process of those emotions. They no longer own you. At least it works uh, 
it starts that process. And then are there any categories this falls into? That's more along the lines of um, repetitive stuff. So if I start to see these things continuously happen and they tend to fall into a category, well, that's a, a serious strategic error. And we've got to look at that category and see why that continues to happen. Um, underneath that, simply how immediate is this? I mean, some of these crap sandwiches aren't immediate. They could be handled in a couple of days, you know, um, Sometimes they have to be handled right now. Um, so underneath that, what's been learned from this so it doesn't happen again? Um, pretty critical because, excuse me, a lot of times this stuff tends to reoccur. And you really can't have that reoccurring. You know, if stuff blows up in your life, but if stuff's routinely blowing up, the problem's you, not anybody else. Um, and then uh, big checkbox. Can I send this crap sandwich to somebody to focus on and fix it? Hopefully the answer is yes, right? Um, occasionally I'll have to do that, but I hate that. And I uh, want to hand it off to somebody who is far more objective and not emotionally tied to, to the problem because it's much easier to solve. So then uh, <laughs> this is a, a psychological hack. Um, just arbitrarily, three to five years from now, will this impact my life in any meaningful way? If the answer is yes, well, okay. Um, but I've never had the answer be yes, never once. So it's a psychological hack. The answer is obviously going to be no. And if the answer is no, then um, you can immediately start to frame this as this is a really big freaking problem, but it's not going to matter at all. And I may not even remember it three to five years out. So if the answer is no, check the box below. And the box below <laughs> says, I agree to immediately stop thinking about this crap sandwich the moment I check this box. And check the box and psychologically move on. It's a release, um, a mental release. Now it's not bothering me for the rest of the day. And I can go back to uh, um, the win the day. Dr. So, Mike, questions uh, for you before yeah. about the previous worksheet. Um, the, the first is, are you, are you someone that historically has been really like debilitated by stress because for, yeah. for, for Hugh and me, it doesn't seem like it. Cause like, we know, we know you as like a good natured and easygoing guy. So. Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, that has happened in the past. It's, it's been horrible. I mean, I've had companies um, do well, I've exited well, I've lost stuff. Um, I was three, two and a half days away from a, a company sale um, as part of a roll-up where our company is being rolled up with others. And we, we did, I mean, we had the darn near book the parade and the whole thing fell through and it fell through for absolutely no other reason than one of the other companies pulled out. You know, it was um, one of the most stressful events of my life. And uh, yeah, I mean, stuff like that happens, but that's entrepreneurialism. Um, Spencer, what's his name, has that book called Peaks and Valleys. And that's a, a really good book to read. Um, if you're in a valley, you're, you don't realize it, but you're setting yourself up for a peak. And, you know, when you're at the peak, you have to set yourself up for the inevitable valley that's coming, right? So stress is just baked into the entrepreneurial world. Um, I haven't met an entrepreneur who denies that. Well, a real one, um, you know, somebody who's gotten stuff uh, off the ground and, and, on the other hand, failed. Um, so it seems to be baked in. And second question. Uh, I know, I know you have employees, but like, who do you, how do you figure out who do you send your like shit sandwich to? I guess yeah. sometimes it can be like a software thing. Sometimes it can be an employee, but any insight on that? The person who has the highest likelihood of solving the problem. Really? Um, and I've got a phenomenal operations manager. Um, when I started this process, the previous version of this, I didn't have him in place. So uh, that was a more murky answer to the, to your question than, than now, but, um, now the stuff, the big picture stuff goes to him and he's incredibly objective. So he isn't saddled with any type of entrepreneurial emotion around this type of stuff which makes it much easier for him to look at objectively. And sometimes um, we just bail and sometimes we dig in and 
you know, usually uh, it's, it's more of a gray area in between. I have a, I'm curious about when you do the checkbox to yes, let's go to do the check boxes or the uh, the secondary sheet for the processing yep. of the sandwich is at the very bottom, there's a checkbox that's a very large checkbox that says, you know, I agree to not think about this anymore. Is that once you check that though, because that's in three to five years type thing, will this bother me? If not, then check this box and don't think about it anymore but do you still actually address the issue that day and de delegate it if you check that box in order to get to that point i've figured out who to delegate it to so mentally in this is somebody else's um, responsibility now to solve this problem and when i'm when i get to the bottom of it um, to mentally check that box i've now exited the the, the um, demand on myself to provide a solution to this. Gotcha. You've so already delegated this, it by then. I've delegated it. They have responsibility. They have a crystal clear understanding of what this is, you know, which isn't part of the sheet. That's ancillary. Um, and then it's their job to solve the problem. I love it. That's awesome. Yep. So back to this, um, the win the day concept. <laughs> Um, in this, so we're at essentially line four, we're cleared for takeoff. Nice. So we're back to um, the first page, the first sheet. Yep. So there's a, a couple things that, um, I do to manage energy more so than manage, uh, time. Um, I stop managing time because I, I find it secondary. You manage your energy and you build a time machine. It's spectacular. The results are hard to believe. So, you know, did I work out yesterday um, or conversely, you know, am I working out today? Uh, if yes, great. Look at the, tra the trajectory that you start to be on when you're working out every day. Um, and if no, I want a reason. Um, quite simply, if that reason is routine, then it's repeating itself and that needs to be addressed because without exercise, my energy, for me personally, my energy level isn't a is, is much lower than if I exercise. I like it. That's really cool. Then another thing, um, am I unplugged? I have a real issue with this. Um, I blame Twitter and an addiction to, uh, <laughs> to Twitter. Um, I'm not on Facebook or anything like that, but Twitter is spectacular for providing information quickly for business decisions and stuff. And so I spend a little bit more time on that than I'd like. Um, but while I'm doing this document, I make sure that I'm unplugged completely. Even my watch is off, the Apple watch is off. Um, and now I can completely focus on this. So once the focus starts to be in place, uh, I wanna focus on gratitude. And so what am I grateful for this morning? Um, or who am I grateful for this morning? And, and usually it's names and things or, or experiences that go on here. Um, you know, my wife and kids make this a lot. Um, some, some business people I work with do as well. Um, sometimes it's sunshine, you know, it, whatever, whatever it is, um, I make sure to document that I'm grateful for it. And then right underneath that, and this is really something um, that has a profound effect. I share the gratitude with the, if they're people. I mean, I'm not going to look out the window and share the gratitude with the sunshine. But um, if there's somebody I can send a text to, and tell them how uh, grateful I am for them being just awesome. Um, I do that. And it's incredible, it's incredible how that makes you feel, even if they don't respond. And when they respond, usually it's compounded with just super positivity. Um, so I note on there that I get three bonus points, whatever that means. <laughs> and then, uh, excuse me, underneath that, uh, the win streak. This is something that came from Dan Sullivan, a strategic coach again. And the, um, the concept of tracking your wins is, is so important as an entrepreneur because you get kicked in the you-know-what on a daily basis. And uh, looking at the wins, you focus on positivity and achievement. It, it's a mental hack to keep the gremlins out of your head. Um, and so I've had, uh, I've had that running for, let me see... Well, the document I use on Word 
Uh, it's got 30, 36,000 words in it and it is 110 pages long. So I've been doing this for a little bit. Um, and every, I use this wind streak um, in January, I'll take uh, two days and I'll go through all the winds of the year and I'll uh, kind of analyze those, see what the big ones are and then roll, go back through the wind list and determine what moves set that up. Um, you know, set up that big win and how did that come about? Because it never just happens. Um, it's, it's produced, essentially. Maybe the universe produces it, maybe uh, being intentional about what I'm looking for produces it, but um, sooner or later you go back and there's, there's some foundation for why that's occurring. Awesome. So how do you, do, so do you list a, like each day, do you have a list of things that you're wanting to accomplish as a defined quote unquote win? And then the next day you look back on that day and how do you define I, that's, that's coming. The wins on the win list, uh, the win streak are things that I've, that I've won Love essentially. It. Sometimes they're accomplishments. Other times, you know, I had lunch with my wife. Um, which when you have little kids is actually a, a, a win. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Um, yeah, sometimes it might be like, I just got a new Sonos uh, speaker and I'm really excited about that because I love music. Um, so that was a rare case where a thing was a win, you know, hmm. um, but it could be whatever. Okay, cool. Yeah. So and it's all reflective. Like if this is a document I'll uh, add to during the course of the day as stuff comes up. So it's a little bit of a success diary, if you will. Um, but it is spectacular for protecting your confidence. Um, so I've had situations where all hell broke loose at, um, in one of the businesses. And, you know, I, I was like, oh boy, we are really in trouble. And I go back and I read the win list and I'm like, okay, well, this is really bad. Um, however, here's all the, the awesome accomplishments that, that I've had over the past, whatever time period. And, um, it gives me the confidence to say, well, let's, let's just buckle down and focus on this and, and we can solve this problem without having the faintest clue how we're going to solve that problem. But um, confidence for an entrepreneur is job one. You lose that and you're in big trouble. Um, you have that and, uh, you know, you can solve pretty much anything. I like it. I like it a lot. The success journal. <laughs> so... Um, moving on to the next stuff, um, I spent some time thinking about my thinking and, you know, what's perplexing or stressful today. And I list it, I've got five things. Um, so whatever is kind of bothering me that day, I put it down on the list and, uh, maybe a little blurb about why it's bothering me. And then ideally who's the, who for this, um, you know, who could I hand this off to, to, um, take care of it? you know, fix it, um, make it less perplexing, define it. Uh, I mean, a lot of this stuff I'll have to do myself, but if it's possible, I'll offload it. Um, and if you don't have anybody to offload it to, then Fiverr, you know, 99 designs, what, what, I, there's all those companies out there where people are more than happy to help, you know, help you with this type of stuff. So underneath that, um, more positivity, uh, what's exciting me today? Because, well, like the fellow you introduced me to today, he said that he basically gets out of bed in the morning and uh, rolls towards what is, you know, what he's gravitating to, right? Something along those lines, he said. Yep. So you're, we're all naturally drawn to spend our energy on something that we love. And uh, what I'm doing here is I'm listing those things that I love because if I put those things next to a proverbial to-do list, the things that I love are going to get worked on all day long and the stuff on the to-do list might get, you know, a, a fraction of it accomplished. Um, so this is really the, the energy focus um, for the day and specifically boxes next to it, which do I want to grow? So, you know, if there's five things, you can't work on five things in a day, a lot of times, five big things. Um, so which of them do I want to grow? And those, uh, anything that results in growth gets the focus. And growth could be personal, company, growth, revenue, profit, who knows, whatever. Hmm. Um, 
Next thing, um, I call this the universe, universe's most powerful questions. And, you know, my job as a CEO in so many different ways is to ask questions and ask the right question. And the problem is, is you know, most of the way defined, right? Um, so I'll stop and think about those things above, like what's exciting me, what's perplexing me, and then kind of round out that section with uh, asking the, the, the questions. So once I've defined those questions, then I send them out uh, to team members or to people who can help um, answer them, essentially. And, you know, we're not talking about why is the sky blue here, but um, just bigger picture questions about the businesses, the team members, maybe team development. Um, do we have the right people or person for the whatever? All kinds of stuff along those lines. Okay. But almost all of those aren't kept in, in my silo. Um, they're kept, in, well, they're not kept, I should say. They're handed off because the team has to think through the question in their own way and come to um, some type of resolution or, or answer for it. What are some examples of, of the uh, questions that you hand off to your team? Well, for my software company, um, our, our job applicants were declining. And, you know, the, the question was something along the lines of our job applicants are declining. What ideas do you have to change that? And they came back to me with uh, stuff I would have never thought of. However, nobody was sitting around thinking, boy, our job applicants are declining. Is this a problem? Well, yes, definitively for, for the software business, it is. Um, and so, you know, another one from my billboard company was um, that part of the billboard wasn't operating properly. And so we looked at, at you don't just call it, well, you can just call up the billboard company, but they weren't able to fix it. So was it an electrical problem? Was it a, who knows, was it sunspots? I mean, who knows, poltergeist, what was causing that to happen? And we ended up getting the problem solved via a unique way because of the question that was asked. I, I think um, from my perspective, people spend like, like you were, you guys were saying you, um, I think you, you were in back-to-back -back meetings today, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how long were those meetings? Oof. Today we had a, uh, there, that's a, today was a bit of a different day. Some are two hours, one and a half hours, one's 30 minutes. I had an OKR training today. We're learning about objectives and key results at a company level. So this is, it's been a, been a day. Yeah. And so I, I don't work in the corporate world, but I'm fascinated by a two hour meeting work expands to fill the time allotted. So can you get a two hour meeting accomplished? Can you get the goals accomplished in half an hour? You know, I don't know. In some meetings, I'm certainly you can get them done in three minutes, but uh, why does it take something like two hours? Right. Oh, so end of that. <laughs> yeah. So from, uh, you know, the world universe's most powerful questions. Um, why does the, time frame of a meeting why is it defined like your focus you're, you're you're leaning your ladder up against the wrong wall focus your effort on an agenda before the meeting starts complete the agenda and then move on to the next thing and you'll find instead of a two-hour meeting you'll be out of there in half an hour 25 you know 20 minutes because everybody's focused on an agenda then go back to your you know, your desk, do some actual work before the next meeting. So that would be an example of a question that uh, is very powerful. And obviously I would never succeed or thrive. I mean, I'd die on the vine in the corporate world, um, but that's the type of question I'll be asking. I love it. What yeah, absolutely. What the hell are you doing in there for two hours? <laughs> you know, that's, it's a, it's a fantastic question. <laughs> yeah. People just can't focus for that long. Mm -mm. No, I think I think anything over an hour there should it's, it's, it's even that sometimes too long. But yeah, we digress. But yes, yeah. So next thing, um, 
And this is probably one of the biggest, big, big, big deals is what value do I want to create today? Um, the only way that you make you know, money in life is to create value for other people, um, you know, to ethically do that. I, I should add that caveat. And so I've only got two blanks there because um, you can't focus on any more than that. Um, which one or two things do I want to work on that are going to create value? And beside that, excuse me, I've got two options. One is to create it and the other is to put it in my idea parking lot. And so the parking lot is for the stuff that doesn't need to be done now, but it has the, it's either a great idea, a good idea, or is the potential to be one of those? The garbage never gets to the parking lot, um, but it has to be saved just in case. And every once in a while, I'll go through the idea parking lot and you'd be surprised at how many things um, just pop up and you'd be like, oh, wow, this is applicable now. You know, um, we could actually use this or blah, 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 that type of thing. And then under that, um, flow, uh, focus on one thing. I mean, to get into flow, all this, this garbage about multitasking, it's just complete crap. It, it's laughable. I've met a handful of people in my life who can do it well, and uh, that's it. So the, you know, Apple finally just came around on their Macs to the focus button and the do not disturb recently that actually works. And it's incredible. Productivity goes up. So underneath that, um, any projects I want to review today? Um, and I keep a separate document called the master project list. It's just a Word document separated by companies um, of the big things that I can't forget about that are being worked on. And every once in a while, I'll just pop in and see how those are going. Um, yeah. <laughs> underneath that, did, you, did I transfer anything to the sweep? So entrepreneurially, um, one of the enormous confidence hacks that I found, and this is just a couple of years ago, probably about two years ago, so quite recent, was um, every single day, business day, I take and transfer money. Um, it, it's basically a sweep from one of the business accounts. And that transfers to me, uh, well, to uh, essentially me personally. So by doing that, as long as I can transfer that dollar amount and it doesn't hurt the company that I've won the day. It's a ridiculous psychological hack, um, but it is spectacular. The rest of the day is essentially gravy. And that's where all of the stress and the, the pressure just poof, it vanishes. It's gone because I've already won. You know, now if I wanted to, and I, very rarely I'll do this, I'll just go do something. And, and skip the, the rest of it because I've already won the day. I don't have to spend the next seven hours doing, I don't know what, you know, faking accomplishments or, or stuff like that. Um, the day's won, now go live life. And that rarely happens. What I'll do instead with uh, the pressure off completely is that's where the freedom and the creativity start to come, just boom. And sometimes it could be the tsunami of stuff. And that goes back to the work, what value do I want to create today for other people or for the businesses or what, what have you. Um, and now that I have, I've already won. I don't have any pressure or stress on me. Um, hopefully I'm well-fed, <laughs> um, you know, got some fruit and uh, just sit around and just let the ideas come because my brain is empty of um, any type of CEO level responsibility right now. And this is where the fun stuff starts. However, you'll notice that the fun stuff doesn't happen until all the other crap is dealt with. Makes That's why the sheets designed that way. Hmm. <laughs> I like that. So this is only, this is the second, this is, this is the, did you transfer anything? And that's the win today, but I, I see there's another page. So does it keep going or? Yeah, there's, there's this is, um, so I don't know that I want to read all of this stuff on there, but um, yeah, this, I edited this. I think I sent the wrong version, but there's a couple things I do. Like this is the little pep talk to stop being a blankety blank pansy. Um, you know, I'm 80% of the way to incredible, scalable, geographically unrestricted, easy wealth. And that's a bold statement, right? But I think most of us are actually in that ballpark. Um, you have to be um, 
patient and disciplined with with saving and you know investing but being you know creating wealth and actually getting wealthy is not anywhere close to as hard as people think i'm going to be the contrarian by saying that um, you don't have to make a million bucks if you spend twenty thousand dollars a year you wouldn't know what to do with a million bucks you know what i mean if you spend a million bucks here you wouldn't know what to do with 10 million um but getting getting that way um is easy you create value for other people you know and spend less than you make by a decent margin and you will end up wealthy um it's bordering on inevitable at this point so there can be a lot of people who disagree with that um would love to Tell them how easy it is, you know, read, um, go back to think and grow rich, do what the guy says. He's been long dead, um, incredibly right. And you do that with discipline and, and the rest takes care of itself. So something else is to not let the small minded, um, well, I can't say that heads, yeah. <laughs> derail the train, right? Oh, that's a great idea, but that totally can't be done. Oh yeah, no, we're not going to do that. Oh, wow. Um, that sounds hard. Translation, I'm lazy, not for me. Um, you know, you just go on and on and on. Um, there's all kinds of people that will just derail the train. The train will never leave the station. It'll just fall over and give its last choo-choo and then die. <laughs> I mean, that's how some people approach new ideas and, and change. Um, so we, we just can't let that happen. And Underneath that is I, I got negotiate hard. Um, in one in this particular version, we were having some product stuff um, go down, and one of our vendors was not um, what I would call being nice about it. Uh, so we got in there and really negotiated hard and got the whole thing solved. You know, they ended up being happier, but they couldn't see it. Um, they couldn't see their path out of uh, the problem that they caused. So we had to help them, and that was uh, challenging. And then underneath that's a SWOT analysis. So um, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. Um, that has to be done on a business every once in a while. And they're hard because uh, you got to admit that your baby might be ugly. <laughs> um, and, you know, sometimes it is. But once you do those analyses, you attack each of those problems with no freaking mercy. You just absolutely attack. So that's a little... Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty easygoing guy and I need a little bit of a, a kick in my butt um, to go after stuff like that, but it works. And then the next thing would be getting ready for my success plan. Um, I inserted something in here a little while ago, and this is blank right now, but wide open ideas. Before getting into the, the nuts and bolts of the success uh, plan, I wanted to think about just like literally wide open ideas for the businesses, for the, you know, personally, for my team members, a lot of this constitutes kind of what if scenarios, what if questions um, without any, it's brainstorming without any uh, focus whatsoever on whether it's even realistic or possible because it could care less. It's, it's just a wide open idea. And then this is, um, this is the foundation of what I used for a couple of years. And this was like the, my version of a to-do list. Um, four quadrants with personal top left, um, our practice, which is one business, top right, uh, billboards, which was uh, previous business, bottom left, and then uh, my software company, bottom right. And the quadrants are split up, um, you know, I, I call this what I want to accomplish today. And there's six words around it that remind me of um, how to kind of frame what I'm thinking about with this accomplished today. And that's growth, trajectory, um, intentionality, and results. And so if, you know, growth, if what I'm working on isn't growth oriented, what's it even on here for? It needs to be delegated. Uh, the trajectory, you know, you can't, necessarily win every single day, although it's nice to, um, but you got to take a look at the trajectory that you're on. That matters far more than people even conceivably realize. That's how you build wealth is your trajectory. Ask anybody who has built wealth before, and unless they won the Powerball, 
Um, it has to do with more the trajectory that they're on than any single level of, uh, you know, successful event. And then you can be on a great trajectory, but your velocity is snail's pace. That's not going to work. Um, so we have to make sure that we're actually moving with, with some velocity. And if you're being super intentional, the end result is you get the results. So you combine those, um, those words and you basically get the results that you're looking for. And I threw in there happy because I realized that this was an emotionless <laughs> um, document, but what good is it if you're not happy along the way? And so what I'll do is I'll fill up each of these quadrants with the, the different, um, like let's say those big questions, um, those might be on there. Some of the small little projects might be on there, um, whatever it might be. And then I'm breaking down the time that I spend and the energy that I'm spending into the different quadrants. So I might not touch one of these um, quadrants for a couple of days and then just focus on them instead of bouncing around. It, it all depends. Love it. This is so cool. It works incredibly well for me. Um, so, you know, buyer beware. I'm sure we'll find someone with a with a practice billboard company and software company who can make this uh, actually useful. <laughs> They're like, I'm mapping this over now. Yeah, I mean, any entrepreneur's got a couple things going on. Um, that's how, it might be the day job, might be personal, we all have personal. So personal, the day job, and then the, uh, the side gigs, you know, side gig one, side gig two, right? That type of thing. And then um, this is just so simple. I'll, you know, add, add the date, what's working and what's not working. Couldn't be more simple. The stuff that's working, I like to list for the sole purpose of it's working. Don't screw it up. Like, don't let it stop working or don't let somebody say, well, that's not important. Um, and then it just dies and stops working. We want to keep it working. And then the stuff that's not working needs, um, the stuff that's working is under management by somebody and the stuff that's not working well, guess what? Usually requires some heavy lifting to, to get it to work. Um, Elon, again, his tweet about the rocket engines. It's spectacular that he knows the engineering detail about all those things. Um, but he got himself into a situation where their rocket engines weren't being developed or whatever on time. And so now all of a sudden, the CEO of a whole bunch of companies has to stop what he's doing and uh, dive in and try and fix rocket engines with this team. You know, so my anticipation was that he thought that was in the working column, <laughs> but in reality, it most certainly wasn't, right? Yeah. That's the end of it, gents. That's pretty Amazing. much, uh, that's pretty much how the, the day, um, just not just the day, but the framework for, what I do and getting the results that I get with an absolutely obscenely low time investment uh, on my side. That's how I get this stuff accomplished. I love that you're not slaving away. Like you, you have like a daily checklist and you make sure that you're not, you're in a good headspace, and then you like have a, have a list of things like, what am I thankful for? Is there something that needs to be like, you have, you just have this like checklist of things. And I would imagine like over time, over time, you're, you're like, you're not, you're not slaving away and you're not, you're not like spending all your brain power on something, but you are there to step in if something needs your attention. And clearly it's, it's worked out until now. My role is, and this, I hope this doesn't come across as arrogant, is not to do at all. The less doing, the better stuff works out um, by, by far. My role is to make sure the team has what they need, including a crystal clear understanding of what they have to accomplish um, and get them what they need to accomplish it and then just cut them loose and have them run as fast as they can. You know, the old adage for me was uh, I'll put the guardrails on the road and you drive the car as fast as you possibly can. Don't crash. But even if you do, the guardrails are on the road, you know? 
I like that. Makes a lot of sense. What you didn't notice in there is a calendar. There's a calendar? No. It's not part of the equation. Oh, trick question. You got me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the concept of meetings for the sake of meetings, um, I have never understood that. Um, I, did, I don't get it. I see it as so counterproductive for um, productivity. I, I don't know how to handle it. I, I, I don't know. I heard that's how you define value in life. When you feel valued, it's when you have a lot of meetings in the day. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, my response to that would be get off your ass, go cook in a soup kitchen or, you know what I mean? Like go do something for somebody, go help, go advance society. As you can tell, I wouldn't last a week in, in a real job. Um, okay. It brings up a really good question, though. Uh, I have two questions, but first, we'll stay on this sheet. Could you go to page two for me really quick? I think it's on two, possibly three. Let me see. And I just wanted to ask about, yes, so page two. Yeah, so the parking lot. Is this another document, I suspect, that you just kind of use the Remarkable for the whole time? And you're switching between Remarkable docs? It's not on the Remarkable, ironically. I put it on Microsoft To Do. Okay. And when I first started, I was with Asana, but Asana was required a learning curve. And Microsoft To Do, although I don't care about Microsoft To Do, but it's really simple, like stone cold simple. And you can create nested to-do lists. So to me, I don't use it so much as a to-do as a recording of these ideas. So they're not lost and it syncs with the desktop, with the web, with the phone, like everything does nowadays. Um, so I've always got it handy because the, the key thing with the, this idea parking lot is you need immediate access to it. You can't wait for a boot up cycle or whatever. Oh, I forgot that at home. You need absolutely immediate access to it because these ideas come and go like the wind. Got it. That makes a lot of sense. I love it. So just a glorified to-do list that's simple and has nested to-do lists and really well, just it's, it's called a to-do list, but I don't look at it as a to-do list, even though that's the idealist. The yeah. Idealist. Um, just the, yeah, the parking lot. And here's how the, the ideas are arranged. I love it. I love it. Cool. So, and, and on the next page, I think that's when you have the, um, the self yeah all right perfect so I, I have a question on top of this then is so this is on the day-to-day -day, right and yeah. as someone who well i mean obviously there's just so many ideas out there so many things one can do so many things that can provide value for both oneself and others and make people happy both internally and externally i was wondering if you also have possibly a methodology or framework or how do you go about thinking about what you're going to spend time on well now that you've already gotten and have those four quadrants of your yeah. of your day sure it's already there but you must have gone through i'm su i suspect at least you went through something to decide these are the ones that you kind of want to go into or was it just opportunity combination of both i mean opportunities present themselves all the time that's the squirrel problem that entrepreneurs tend to have um there's opportunity everywhere as far as a framework for that i don't do that very often. I used to do that a lot more. And now I've realized that um, uh, the better approach for me is to do a lot of homework to figure out if something's worth pursuing in the first place. And then look at, like, do kind of the napkin business plan for what it could look like. You know, what's the proverbial total addressable market? Um, how hard do you think this is? Take that and then like five exit because, you know, the unknowns and the lack of research, even though you did a bunch of research. Um, going down that type of approach and figuring out what I want to do. Um, that's not something I do every day because I used to do that, but I found I was never getting anywhere. It was one shiny um, glittery object after another without results. And the only real time you get results, unless you just have sheer dumb luck is you have to pursue it and work at it. And, you know, success is like this, right. It's all over the place trying to move up. Um, so I, 
I don't have, you know, 10 quadrants on this thing. Um, in fact, I replaced the billboards with, uh, with research into crypto. And so, excuse me, that, that is, um, you know, now I would have the personal practice crypto and then the, the software company, if that was a little bit more accurate. Got you, got you, got you. And, and so you were talking in the beginning about like, don't use goals just for goals, right? Don't, you know, don't um, say you want to uh, make X amount of money just to make X amount of money, but for a reason behind them. I'm, I'm curious, what's, what is it that makes you decide that this is a valuable project to pursue rather than another? Well, in the Think and Grow Rich concept, they have the statement of desire, right? So, I mean, I'm not going to share my statement of desire with the, the interwebs, <laughs> but I have one. Um, it's incredibly definitive. And these things all fall under the... Um, fall under that umbrella, if you will. Mm -hmm. cool, so, cool, cool. Yeah, uh, I think of a, like, as far as a company goes, it has this, the easiest one is obviously Tesla. Their mission's to um, accelerate, what is it, sustainable transportation or whatever that might be. I should know that. Um, accelerate but the it, advent of sustainable energy. And yeah, okay, exactly. And, you know, what, if they... Um, there was a rumor of them doing a Tesla phone. No, that has nothing to do with their, their mission. So I, I'll say probably, you know, maybe they would, but probably not. Now they just came out with a whistle, <laughs> um, a Tesla whistle for 50 bucks. And I just laughed. That has nothing to do with their mission. Um, but what it has to, the secondary effect is it got all the eyeballs back on Tesla because of a, a ridiculous whistle. So they got, 50 100 million bucks worth of publicity out of it for a 50 dollar whistle right so that is a direct um absolutely nailing their mission from a marketing standpoint um so i have to have all of these things fit my statement of desire and also um what uh back to dan sullivan what strategic coach calls their unique ability and so I went through that. I've got that defined. And um, as long as I'm doing things in that unique ability that also fall under the umbrella of the statement of desire, then I don't have to go back and, you know, fix a lot of uh, problems because the problems are minimal most of the time. It's not a get out of jail free card with business, but it, it's a completely different approach than how I used to take things. And um, it's just, it's getting results doesn't mean the wheels can't come off the, the bus tomorrow, but today there, we've got some wobbly ones, but nothing worse than that. Amazing. I'm curious, how'd you end up in the billboard business? What, what was your thought process there? Uh, quadrant two, the practice. So I, had, I bought a digital sign, um, the kind that do video, a big one at the time was like 50 square feet on uh, double-sided. And we put it on the pylon sign right outside of our practice. And I did that because uh, I spent 24,000 bucks on radio ads and I might as well have lit $100 bills on fire <laughs> and filmed it on, and put it on YouTube because I would have gotten better results. It was that bad. Just blew the money. And I thought, well, this is interesting. These guys have a megaphone that's enormous and people pay them to rent their megaphone, but their megaphone didn't work. So is there a megaphone? This is one of the big questions, right? Um, that I asked, is there a megaphone that I can create um, that I could use for our practice and also rent to other people? Um, so, you know, if they wanted to use the megaphone when I didn't need it, um, they'd pay, you know, pay me for that. And that turned into looking at the different media markets in our area, which are all heavily fragmented um, and billboards. I mean, we're in rural Pennsylvania, so you have to drive everywhere to go do things. Um, meaning that billboards stood a pretty decent chance of working. Um, we had terrific success with uh, digital sign. We have this big blinking eyeball that blinks and turns and it looks at you as you drive by. It's the creepiest thing ever. But it's also insanely effective at getting you to look at the sign, which is its only goal, right? 
um, and people memorize, they, they remember it. It's a, a branding event for, for our practice now. It took that, put it on the, acquired some static billboards, turned them digital, and then put them all in an area around the practice. And the strategic concept was if these billboards don't work well for our practice, as long as they're in great locations, they'll work well for other people. Mm. I can't lose. If they are um, absolutely home runs for our practice, then I still can't lose because we'll be so busy. We won't know what to do with ourselves. So the only way I would lose is maybe the 20, 30% in the middle where it didn't really work well and it was mediocre. However, the numbers said that we would probably get out okay, maybe not, but probably. And so it was a risk worth taking. So that's how that decision was made. Amazing, amazing. And then I, I suspect, so it seems like the practice came first, right? And, yeah. and by practice, w- w- define practice again? Our, we have an optometry practice in rural Pennsylvania. Hence why he's Dr. Mike. And so then that fed into billboards as an opportunity. And then from yep. there, I suspect the software business, remind me again, it's for hiring, right? And such, yeah, so. I created a way to hire team members for healthcare practices without looking at resumes. And we use scientific assessments to do that and figure out if a person is going to be a superstar at the job before they even come in for an interview. Wow. And Amazing. so we know what the outcome is going to be about 95% accurately uh, before they even walk through the door. And we can, um, it's so predictive that uh, we don't do it. We won't touch. Well, how do I say this nicely? The interview is for the sole purpose of determining if we want to work with you or not from a personality and like funny standpoint. If you're just pleasant, it doesn't matter what you look like. doesn't matter if you're male, female, tall, short, what color you are, all that. Nobody cares. I, I, we don't care in the slightest, but are you fun? Are you you know, pleasant and nice, but we already know you can do the job. So that's, that's how we select from the final candidates. Awesome. And I, I mean, not that anyone's really listening, but if you wanted to make a plug, feel free to, what's it called there? You know, build, buildmyteam.com. All right. We'll link that in the show notes below. Amazing. <laughs> mm, cool. Well, I know you, unless John has anything else, else, that's well i'm sure we're gonna have you on again if you are okay with that but i know you want to get your kids to bed so i don't want to take up too much of your time i did want to ask you guys Mm. excuse me each of you um do you have formal processes for managing your time and energy that's a really good question and i've been going through a lot of different frameworks personally and i've been creating kind of like a prioritization scheme for the things that I find to be priorities in my life, right? Like family, friends, work, hobbies, energy, uh, sorry, exercise. And so then like from there, I'm kind of trying to figure out right now how to triage and manage time and also try to like build value and for others. And it's like, how does one create motivation? How do people that have been successful, how have they done it? And so that's kind of where this all stemmed from of one, how does, how does one frame their daily life to be able to get out of bed and not feel lethargic? And two, how does one feel the ability like that they're connected and have community and or are able to plan things and um, have kind of a goals? And, and what are goals? And, and how does one find inspiration? Because again, as you just said, goals for goals, like to do a checklist to just complete the checklist is not really the point of the checklist. And so that's all of that to say, you know, what is a mission statement? What is a value statement? Simon Sinek starts with like why and stuff like that. So I think I'm just trying to figure out through all the clutter of all the information out there, what's something that would work for me that would allow me to kind of help hopefully feel both happy personally and kind of selfishly while also creating value and helping others. Right. And so that's kind of where my head's at. I'm not the furthest along, I guess, but I have some abilities in tech so i'm like why not systematize it a bit more and that's kind of where we are today Mm -hmm. and i don't think there's ever an end to that like this Mm -hmm. thing for me is now what six pages long seven pages long um i fly through it this doesn't take more than just a couple of minutes to do um and by the way like the what we're looking at now that's copied forward from yesterday's document a lot of times because it's a template so I would just encourage you to keep 
just keep plugging at what works for you, you know, but, but focus on energy management far more than you think you should. I love that. Because the, you, you mentioned a couple of things in here, like lethargic, getting out of bed in the morning, um, the belonging, um, those all involve uh, positive energy. And, you know, I'm not a shaman or, or healer <laughs> in those ways, but it's, it's how it's, I mean, I know you guys both um, and it's how both of you guys uh, just tend to gravitate towards stuff. Right. Yeah. So John, how about you? I have, I have a to-do list in my notes app, um, which is a bunch of like errands and tasks that I need to do. Yep. Uh, the important ones I'll, I'll make like a separate one that says like, today and i have a rome research account and sure. i'll use that as a to-do list for for work um same thing and rome's pretty cool yeah i think i use like two percent of the functionality yeah yeah, I, I looked at that and I thought, boy, I better not use this because I'll never stop. I mean, uh, just a really, really different software package, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, nothing, I mean, nothing fancy. Like, I know, I think I know myself pretty well. Like, mm -hmm. if I if I feel crappy, then I'll, I'll like make sure I get good sleep. And in order to get good sleep, I can do, I can do things like take a bath and like just chill and not look at my phone before I go to sleep. Like, yeah. um, I know if I don't work out over to the course of like two days, I know I'll feel horrible. So, uh, yeah, just little, little things like that that i'll take care of um yep nothing nothing too fancy but um i i used to do i used to do a lot of stuff where i would like write down my goals every morning and and yep. like i'd had the, had a gratitude journal um haven't done any of that yet but i do i do think often about like where i want to be five years from now yep and then try to inch closer towards that but the problem is that five years from now is like constantly changing. So that's something I've been figuring out. Yeah. Well, congrats. You're human. I mean, all, all of us are right. Uh, I tried to keep that template a little loosey goosey, which is kind of an odd phrase, but not quite um, battened down or anything like that. So I could respond to just different changes in life and the rest of it. And, you know, I'm at a different stage in my life than you guys are just birthday wise, but, um, I would encourage you just to keep, uh, just keep hammering away at it. You know, you guys are both doing absolutely fantastically well. Um, keep hammering. You're the best man. <laughs> Dr. Mike, you really are. <laughs> Goodness. I, I, I don't, I don't know how else to say it, but i think anybody and everybody in this room and tuning in the one to three listeners definitely learned at least one thing if Oops, not so. more <laughs> it's really um, i was blown away to be honest by by what you've got going i loved your handwriting too it's so i loved it it's just got so much personality to it <laughs> it's not even handwriting i think i print most of it I, I sometimes i print and write it's uh it's a hot mess but <laughs> You know, you guys are the first people to ever see that. And, and you're listening. I haven't shown that to anybody because why would I? Nobody's asked, honestly. You know, it's not like it's top secret, but yeah. <laughs> it's way further than I think either John or myself <laughs> do a, a daily. That's it's fantastic. Um, cool. Well, I, I, I'm not going to keep you. I won't keep John. I won't keep anybody else. We're hopefully going to have another conversation one day about anything and everything else with you, Dr. Mike. <laughs> um, but we'll wrap Always it up. fun being on here with you guys.
It is such a pleasure. And so I guess with that, everybody, thank you again for tuning into another episode of the Moon Tea Podcast, where we are honestly just people like Dr. Mike come on out of their good will. And it's amazing. So this is a place where we talk about craft, community, pursuing meaningful careers, and hopefully tune in next time. I know we haven't posted a few videos recently. That's probably my fault on the thumbnail front, but hey, we'll get there. Let's keep at it. See ya. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dr. Mike. See you, Dr. Mike.